Hey guys, welcome to On the Flip Side. I'm your host, Minnie. And I'm Emily. This is a podcast where two friends with opposing lifestyles share their opinions and experiences as young adults living in Australia. On today's episode, we'll be sharing our individual experiences amidst a global pandemic. From our daily goals, how we kept sane, or at least tried to, and how we came to start this podcast. So, Emily, Sydney's lockdown. How yeah. was that for you? For me, it started a little bit differently to, to everyone else, I think, because I was actually away um, on a holiday with my dad in Perth because we were over there for about I think it was a week and a half towards the end of June because um, we were driving up the coast to go to Ningaloo Reef to go uh, whale shark diving and basically the whole time that we were away or most of the time at least we didn't have any phone reception because we were quite like rural in where we were so I was very very oblivious to what was going on back at home in Sydney And so I remember we were sitting in the airport in the lounge just about to come back to Sydney and there was all of these announcements about lockdowns happening and basically we ended up coming home and straight into lockdown. And originally the government was telling us, oh, it'll only last two weeks. Next minute it's like four months later. So that was how it started for me, which was slightly different for everyone else, but it was also quite good because I felt almost quite lucky that I got the ability to actually travel literally right before lockdown started. So it didn't feel as bad for me at first, which was good. I remember um, your plane got cancelled or something. Yeah, well, when we got to the airport, they were checking out all of the departure boards and everything because we were worried that it would get cancelled. But luckily, we were on a Qantas flight, so it was... They were cancelling all of the smaller uh, planes like Jetstar and all of those kind of planes. So luckily we were on a Qantas flight and what they did was they basically cancelled all of the Jetstar flights and all of the smaller operators and they put all of those people onto our plane. So we weren't affected at all really, which was quite good. And we also got upgraded to premium economy as well. Well, I started lockdown in Melbourne. So they're like, it's going to be a one-week lockdown and everybody was like, nah, it's going to be like extended for another week or two. But I was just so worried because I couldn't practice over lockdown and I had an exam coming up two, three weeks after the lockdown started. Yeah. But I was just like, like, what am I going to do? And like over the lockdown, I actually couldn't practice because I was sharing an apartment with my flatmates and they're like, you know, studying as well. So I couldn't <laughs> blow my freaking instrument <laughs> and disturb them and also you know the apartment has thin walls like the neighbors were like complaining about like the door slamming so like obviously I wouldn't be able to blow my freaking instrument yeah and <laughs> I remember while I was in lockdown in Melbourne everybody in Sydney was going out like everybody was clubbing everybody was like going out to eat and like, you know, I was just so FOMO. I really was so FOMO. I was like, damn, I wish I was there right now. I miss all my friends. I can't wait to go back. Um, And then when I, 
when I came back to Sydney, three days later, <laughs> three days, <laughs> lockdown orders were in place, and I I literally went to Costco. And I couldn't go out again. <laughs> Genuinely, I was so devastated, and I Loki was just kind of convinced that COVID was following me. <laughs> I remember when I was coming back as well. Two yeah. of my flights got cancelled, so I had to book a book a flight morning of the day I was going back to Sydney. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I. Was Loki shitting myself because I was like so scared. I was like, do I have to stay here longer? I kind of just really want to go home because I was so so homesick by this point. There was also the border restrictions that were coming into place too because everyone started to to really panic and they started to close borders. So it was a also a point for you as could you get back in as well at one point. When did that happen? I literally have zero perception of time. Um. But I remember, like, um, my mom and I we were talking, and we kind of just decided that I'd just be staying at home for the semester, for the next、yeah. semester, because I was stuck in lockdown for two weeks there already. Like, it wasn't a pleasant time for me. I would rather be stuck in lockdown at home than in Melbourne, and I'm so glad I did that because. For those who don't know, Melbourne's lockdown was really on and off. It was like two weeks lockdown and like freedom, and another two weeks lockdown and freedom. And I would literally see on everybody's um Instagram stories, last supper for like <laughs> like a hundred times. What do you mean last supper? That was like <laughs> that's like your fifth supper. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm really glad I kind of stayed back. But we were in lockdown for how long? Three months? Four months straight? Yeah, I think four months in Sydney. Anyways, I remember. I think the border restrictions they for Western Australia in Perth when I was over there, they were starting to talk about、um, closing the border. Actually, the second day that I arrived into Perth, so when I left Sydney, there was about I don't know maybe two or three cases, and so it was. It was starting to get more and more each day, but it wasn't at the point where everyone had started to panic. So, I remember when we flew into Perth, we actually had to self isolate when we got there. But luckily, it was only self isolating until you got a negative COVID result. So, it wasn't for the full two weeks or whatever, because that would have actually ruined the whole trip because we weren't even there for two weeks. So, luckily, we were able to basically land. We got a COVID test. At the airport, and then we managed to get that test back the following morning, and then we were allowed to continue on our trip. But when we were coming back as well, they started to have all of these、uh, restrictions within Perth as well. So similar to Sydney, you couldn't travel a certain distance outside of the city. Like there was basically zones where you wouldn't be able to leave. So when we were driving back. Um, into Perth to go to the airport. There were so many police checks and all of these things saying, "Where are you going? Why are you going there?" Kind of thing. Even at the airport, when we got to the airport, there was so many security and、um, police officers, and they were saying to us, "Where are you going? Why are you going there?" Blah blah blah. As soon as we said to them, "Oh, we're going back to Sydney, and we're going to go home," they're like, they didn't care at all because in their head, I think it's almost like they're getting rid of. People, so it's not their problem anymore. 
But if someone was to say, oh, we're going to Sydney for a business trip, there'd be all sorts of questioning. But anyways, it I feel like the whole situation escalated really fast. <laughs> and then it oh, kind of got to, and it just stayed there for so long. And I don't think anyone predicted about how long or how bad it would have got. After after about a month of lockdown, I can remember this moment very, very vividly. I was sitting on my couch in my room. And this was on the last day of July. So we were in lockdown for about a month at this point. And I was just sitting there. It was probably like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. And I just said to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. And I was like, I don't know what, I'm just going to do something. So I decided I would come up with some daily goals. And more than anything, it was just something to do to keep me occupied. Not that I was bored during lockdown because I actually had a fair bit to do or could do. Um, And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some daily goals. So I started off on the 1st of August with five goals. And those five goals were, the first one was to wake up or to be out of bed before nine, which was really easy. The second one was to read my book for at least half an hour a day the third one was to stretch for 15 minutes a day which was actually one of the hardest ones then I had to exercise for at least half an hour which was very easy and then the last one which was also very difficult was to drink at least two liters of water so I did that for I think it was about two weeks and everything was going fine I did everything no dramas and then I was like you know what I'm going to add some more. (laughs) So I added two more. And the other two came about because I watched a documentary on a very famous guy and his name's Wim Hof. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him before, but he is nicknamed the Iceman. And he basically decides that he wants to walk barefoot across like ice and glaciers. He goes basically skinny dipping in the Arctic because he finds that entertaining and fun to do. So anyways, man's he's done- crazy. He actually is. Some of the videos of what he's doing are crazy, but he had done a lot of research prior to that. So my fifth and sixth goal, sorry, my sixth and seventh goal turned out to be to have a cold shower every day and also to do this breathing exercise every day. And you can look him up and there's so many different benefits supposedly to all of these things like improving your sleep, um, decreasing your chance of getting a cold or any kind of sickness, improving your overall mood, that kind of thing. I don't know if it's proven or not, but I decided to do it anyways. And I still do most of these things every day. I can't say I do all seven, but I still have the cold showers. I still drink a lot. I still exercise and stretch and and read and also wake up so basically everything except the breathing exercise (laughs) I still do but it's almost become second nature now because I feel like once you do something over a long period of time it just becomes part of your daily routine so you don't even really have to think about it anymore and I can remember I I spoke to you about these you were the first person that I was talking to them about and I don't know why because it's not like I was actually expecting you to do anyways because knowing you you'd be like absolutely not I'm not doing any of that but somehow I clearly motivated you enough and you decided to do a little bit too didn't you 
Yeah. Um, Emily has a way with her words. She can make the laziest person feel at least a little bit more motivated and like want to do something with their lives, right? And you know, like I said, I had zero perception of time. I blinked and two months went away. <laughs> In my mind, July never happened. Um, and I remember Emily texted me on the last day of July. She was like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do these things called daily goals. And and I was like, you know what, Emily? I'll do it with you. Right? And Emily was like, I'll check up on you every day throughout August. Like, I'll text you every day and see if you, you know, completed your goals. And I was like, you know what? I'm all you. for it. I'm all for it, right? <laughs> Instant <I'm> not- regret. <laughs> Yeah. instant regret the next morning you know I don't wake up early it's already like what 1 p.m and I still have water to drink <laughs> I said I wouldn't do two liters I just did 1.5 liters because I wasn't like sweating and exercising like Emily was so I was like I'll just do 1.5 liters of water I won't read, like, who am I kidding? But I'll stretch 15 <laughs> minutes and I'll um, exercise three times a week because, you know, I'm not Emily. I don't exercise every day. And then I was like, hmm. You did, you did something to do with practicing, didn't you? Or Oh, yes. I said I would be practicing. Anyway, so day one, I felt like I was shoving water down my throat. And I was just choking on it. And I was basically drinking water to fill up my freaking stomach. I was low-key drowning from the inside. And, <laughs> and then Emily texted me, have you, have you completed your goals? And I was barely alive at this point. I was like, barely survived the day. And I was like, yeah. And I, I, just rem- I just like still so vividly remember the pain I felt like I've got to do this every single freaking day of this entire freaking month and honestly like by week two I was not doing it (laughs) I was I kind of had given up um but oh and when Emily added her two extra goals I was just like you crazy girl and I remember I tried to do the cold shower once and I literally ran out of my shower screaming in pain because that shit <laughs> hurts that hurts um I don't know how Emily convinced me to do that because it was winter as well so that happened the problem for you was that you kind of went from zero to a hundred so <laughs> yeah you did like absolutely nothing prior to this in in terms of these kind of goals like you were sleeping until lunchtime you weren't doing literally anything other than lying in your bed and then one day you were like I'm gonna do all of these things so you kind of your body or just your mind in itself was so not prepared for what was about to happen whereas I feel like for me for example like reading I love to read so I do that often anyways exercising obviously is very easy for me to do that's not a task um stretching same same so I feel like the things that I were doing were stuff that I usually do anyways not every day but at least three times a week four times a week so I feel like it was almost a little bit easier for me to do 
And also I'm quite disciplined anyway. So if I say I'm going to do something, I will do it. And oh, that's so true. Yeah. So I feel like that's slightly, slightly different to your situation. True. Because, yeah, you, you went from literally nothing to just, oh, I'm going to drink a liter and a half. I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to stretch, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like that's probably what made it so difficult for you to actually follow through and do it for a, over a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was basically nocturnal, like, throughout July. But I think <clears throat> one thing I did keep consistent over August and all throughout September as well was I fixed my sleeping schedule. Do you remember? I've yeah. always had the worst sleeping schedule since, like, forever I'd sleep at like 3 4 a.m and um wake up really really late (laughs) and I consistently slept really early like 11 p.m early and woke up really early like 8 9 a.m early and I was I was like that was such a big achievement for me. I was really proud about that because I was like seeing the sun for the first time. <laughs> I can remember um, this wasn't this wasn't during lockdown, a little bit of a side note, but I can remember one day I woke up around six o'clock in the morning. I don't know what I was doing, but I was either going to work or I just woke up and it was quite early. So I woke up at six and I remember you text me during the night and I was asleep at that time, but I replied to you at like six o'clock in the morning and you replied back to me within like a few minutes. And I was like, oh my God, why are you awake so early? And you know what she said, everyone? I haven't even gone to bed yet. So I had, <laughs> I had gone to sleep and woken up and she had still not gone to bed yet, which is why she replied at six o'clock in the morning. Not that you were up early was because you actually hadn't even gone to bed yet. I actually don't know how I did that. Like, to be honest, I can't even pull an all-nighter anymore without, like, kind of dying the next day. But all throughout high school, even throughout year 11 and 12, I'd literally sleep at 3, 4 a.m. And then I'd have to wake up at, like, 5, 5.30 a.m. to go to band and yeah. orchestra rehearsals in the morning, right? So... How did I freaking survive throughout the day? I don't know. I literally don't know. It was during lunchtime you fell asleep. That is how. I can remember. <laughs> okay, true. Um, anyways, August was not a cute moment. Um, but in the later half of August, I picked things up a little bit, like one by one again. Yeah. And by September, I remember I was drinking water. 1.5 liters of water every day I was like I wasn't doing my three times a week exercising but you know what I'll go out for walks every now and then and that was like better than nothing right <laughs> anyway let's continue what we were doing during lockdown similar sort of conversation but um, in terms of what we did to keep occupied I guess so along with these daily goals that we were both doing which were slightly different for both of us but along the same sort of lines um in terms of lockdown in general for me it actually wasn't a bad experience at all which I feel bad kind of saying that but it really wasn't for me because I'm quite lucky in the fact that I live pretty much right on the water 
So I spend a lot of time um, at the beach, like walking or swimming, um, that kind of thing, because we were still allowed to exercise and we were allowed to stay within a certain distance from our house. So for me, living by the water, I was able to go out like on my kayak because that was classified as exercise. I could go for walks along the beach. Um, I could go swimming at the beach, that kind of thing. So I ended up doing a lot of exercise, like for example, long walks. And like I said, going to the beach and swimming, that kind of thing, which kept me pretty occupied, I would say. And I also had uni as well as, as did you for online stuff. So I, I had those two things to keep me occupied. And to be honest, the time went really fast for me. For some people, it went super, super slow and it was really painful time. But for me, actually, it was, it was really not bad at all. And there wasn't a day where I woke up when I was like, oh my God, like, here we go again, like another day of this, which I feel really lucky being able to say that because I know for a lot of people, it was really not like that for them. And I know for you, like you said at the start that your experience with lockdown in Melbourne was really bad. So how did you, or what did you do with yourself when you were back in Sydney, other than your goals? Well, one thing for sure is that while I was in Melbourne, I was still, um, it was still exam period. So I had like assessments and exams to do, exams to do throughout lockdown. And I was so stressed because I couldn't practice when I had a practical exam coming up as well, which is why, which is probably why it was like such a bad experience for me personally. Yeah. Um, but I was also... Um, the same like I did not have such a hard time throughout lockdown because I'm a homebody I was sort of in my like I was low-key in my element I would be like wake up and I'd be like hmm what should I do today Netflix or YouTube which manhwa should I read today hmm is it an anime day or is it a k-drama day <laughs> like am I gonna be listening to my throwback playlist today or am I gonna be listening to my summer bops playlist today and it was middle of winter as well <laughs> but you know I was just like kind of living life but I also lived in a pretty convenient area I had I have a uni right next to me and I have a lake right next to me. I have um, Lane Cove National Park right next to me. I have a shopping centre right next to me. So when I was just craving food, I just literally walk over and, I, you know, get myself some snacks. Um, and I'd go out for, like, walks in the evening around the university and the lake um, with my cousin who's not actually my cousin, but is my cousin. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it was not bad. I think the only thing that was um, bad was the fact that motivation was non-existent. And I felt like I was not even in uni because I was just not doing the work because I was like out of sight out of mind if I don't open the tabs I don't have to do it right I don't I won't know if that if I have an assessment to do or an exam to study for because I won't see it right yeah, yeah and I remember in Melbourne 
I was really motivated. Like the reason why I left to Melbourne again, right, was because home was a, you know, I think I mentioned this last episode, but home is the epitome of laziness and a place of comfort and relaxation, not somewhere I'm, I tend to feel motivated to do anything. So it was just not a cute moment for my uni, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And I think we, we talked in the last episode quite a lot about uni and how this whole situation has basically impacted our uni very similarly because we both do a very practical uni degree. But another thing that I know is very similar in something that has been a bad thing about this whole experience as well is um, the fact that we haven't been able to travel internationally. And for those who don't know, I think we may have mentioned before, but um, Minnie is obviously Korean. She's got family back over in Korea and I have all of my family in England and something that my family does every year which we're very lucky to do is we usually travel internationally in January because what we do is instead of my family from Sydney flying all the way over to England which is a long way to go or vice versa my grandparents coming all the way to Sydney is we meet halfway so for example the last holiday we went on we we met each other in Dubai And then like the one before that, we were in Brazil and Argentina. So we meet sort of halfway and that's the time that we get to see our grandparents. So if I had to choose one thing that was the worst or the saddest part of this whole lockdown experience is the fact that we haven't been, I haven't been able to see my family because everyone who knows me well enough knows that I I'm very, very close to my family, especially my family in England. Like I bought my nan in England. I bought her a phone when I last was in England, a smartphone so that I can FaceTime her when I'm in Sydney. And my other nan on my dad's side, he, uh, she, sorry, has a phone as well. And I FaceTime her at least four times a week. And on my mum's side, I FaceTime her at least once a week and that conversation goes over an hour every single time I FaceTime her so definitely the worst part is not being able to see them but also not knowing when the next time you can see them is so even though I only see them max once a year without COVID in the situation I know that I will be able to see them in January so it's it's almost something to look forward to but the fact that this whole situation has happened and there's no way of knowing or there wasn't any way of knowing when the next time that we can see each other is is almost the worst part the not knowing and I feel like that's very similar for you right Minnie in your situation with Korea and going over there yeah well um I was in Korea 2020 January and I came back I think maybe end of February um, and by this point, COVID was already a huge thing in Korea and the government in Korea, they were making all the elderly people stay at home for obvious safety reasons. And yeah. my grandma has just basically been stuck at home inside from then until now. Yeah. And like, that's what nearly two years. And she's a very, you know, active person. She does so many activities 
throughout the week and she was just stuck at home and obviously it was very hard for her not being able to do much with her life and I just feel so terrible just thinking about you know all the not just my family but all everybody who like all the elderly people who has literally is just stuck at home not being able to do anything with their lives right like imagine how suffocating it is for them um and my uncle passed away um over lockdown as well so my auntie she's like basically my closest family like closest relative in on my mum's side and she's just basically in Korea by herself as well and I know for sure that my mum really wants to go back as well to see all her family and I just feel so bad that there are people who have been like dealing with so much over lockdown and being having such a hard time and I think the saddest part is that when family members are sick in hospital they can't even go visit because of COVID restrictions I think that's like probably one of the saddest things about this whole situation sending off loved ones by themselves yeah that literally breaks my heart yeah and I remember when COVID first started happening and there was things all over social media I don't know if you remember but there was videos of um like elderly people and they were in either aged care homes or they were actually in hospital and there's videos of like family members literally standing outside the window because they weren't allowed inside and that was the only way that they could see them yeah it's it's actually heartbreaking because when you when you're at that point in your life and you're either unwell or you you just need like almost the touch of like a family member around you just like to give you a hug or just something Mm -hmm. and that thing that should be should be given to everyone it's like that's stripped away from you as well and you literally have nothing like you're in a clinical environment there's no one around you except for doctors and I don't know that that made me so upset watching and even just seeing those videos and that's not even my family I couldn't even imagine if that was my situation yeah I, I feel for everyone that that has been affected in in that way because it's it's really horrible to have to to deal with that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and like, you know, just hearing about the people around me personally having such a horrible time over lockdown and just like how it's m- affecting them mentally. I feel so powerless. I can't do anything to help them. And yeah, like like you also said, I felt sort of guilty that I was enjoying my time in lockdown. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be vibing so much with being stuck at home for so long. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, thing that it was also, I don't know, it made me feel guilty as well is I'm quite similar to you in the fact that I, I'm not against socializing. But also, I'm very happy to be in my own company, which I feel like you're you're very similar in that sense. Yeah. Which is actually one of the only things that we are similar with. <laughs> it was sort of hard for me because I I live on the Northern Beaches, which is in a different little bubble area to basically everyone from school that I'm friends with because they all live on the North Shore or somewhere that's not the Northern Beaches. So 
for me, I, I knew a few people during lockdown who were really struggling in terms of um, mentally and what they were feeling or what they were going through. And usually in that kind of situation, as a friend, you're like, okay, we'll, we'll go out, we'll go and do something. We'll keep your mind occupied with something else. And hopefully that will make you feel a little bit better. But you almost feel really powerless and almost kind of hopeless as a friend because you can't even do that anymore. It's just a matter of talking to someone over a phone, which is a very different interaction to when you're actually face-to-face with a person. So that was another thing that that was quite hard in terms of just being a friend is you always want to be there for your other friends, right? Especially your close friends. You want to be a, be a person where um, people want to spend time with you and that's an, almost an outlet for them. And that was also taken away too for them. And for us as as friends too, which is a shame. But anyway, let's move off that topic because we don't want to make mm-hmm. everyone too rest. <laughs> so let's talk about how this podcast actually started. The whole idea of this podcast has been something that's in, been in your mind for a long, long time. And then one day during lockdown, you were like, would you, do you want to do a podcast, Emily? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it came very randomly. So I'll let you explain because it's your your idea to start it in the first place so basically I've been listening to podcasts for like quite a while now okay not like that long maybe since like beginning of 2020 end of 2019 um and I really enjoyed listening to that and sometimes I'd want to chime in and like (laughs) you know share my (laughs) opinions about whatever whatever topic they were talking about and I noticed that over, you know, the whole COVID pandemic that there were a lot of new podcasts, not celebrities, but like average people, um, they were starting their own like shows and podcasts. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I would totally be down to do that too. But, you know, it was just like a passing thought at that point. And while I was in Melbourne, I was just like, you know what, I miss just talking I miss like sitting down with my girlfriends and just chatting away about everything and anything right um your girl here loves to talk (laughs) right um (laughs) yeah if you haven't already noticed and by the end of my like semester in Melbourne, I was so adamant about starting my own podcast. And when I came back, I shared this with my brother. My brother was like, are you interesting enough to hold your own podcast? And I was like, am I? Oh, maybe not. Let's put this idea on pause for, <laughs> for a second. And I've been talking to Emily like heaps and she told me that she started listening to a podcast, but you know, it was one of those educational podcasts and she was like sitting down there (laughs) with her note and pen in hand. And I was just like, Emily, do you want to start a podcast with me? It was just like where if you've watched Kung Fu Panda, I'm Poe and Emily's Tigress. Like that's our dynamic, right? (laughs) Minus the whole dragon warrior business that's literally our dynamic and I just remembered that YouTube ID you had years ago and I was like this would be so interesting because everybody's always so shook to the core when they find out that we're actually really close friends right yeah and I was like 
this actually could spark some interesting conversations for various topics because to be honest when I think back like what do I actually talk about with you but like yeah. we talk really often and a lot <laughs> And it's always so fun talking to Emily. So I was just like, this is such a good idea. I'm so down for this. Let's do it. Yeah. And when you, to be honest, when you first mentioned it, I, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it. Um, at first, it was just because I wanted you to be able to uh, achieve or do something that you really wanted to do. Because you were saying before to me as well that um, you've always wanted to do it and then you were telling me about your whole situation with your brother, how he basically said that, you know, you couldn't do it by yourself, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, yeah, sure, I'll do it because I wanted you to be able to do something that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And along with that, um, like I said before, I love to do new things. I'm never the type of person to be like closed-minded and just to do everything that I'm used to so in in terms for me I was like yeah why not I'll give it a go because it's something that firstly I never thought I'd be doing but secondly never thought I'd be doing with you <laughs> so I was like <laughs> why not and I I had no idea that it was actually gonna properly happen because I don't know I thought it would just be like one of those things that you happen to say so many things that never actually happen you're like oh yeah let's do this and let's do that and it's been like five years and it's not happened <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be that kind of situation but here we are yeah and honestly I'm literally the happiest person ever I'm so just excited about life again <laughs> and hosting this podcast with you and it was being quite a bit of a journey it took a little bit of a while to kickstart our podcast but I'm so glad it actually happened and I'm so glad that there are people out there wanting to listen to us yay (laughs) yeah I think it is very interesting because obviously there's lots of different podcasts out there but I think having a podcast where it's two people that are so so different and hence how the name of this podcast actually came to be which is on the flip side because us being both very different people that's how that name came to be I feel like when you have a conversation with someone who is in terms of what we actually do with our everyday life and what we do to entertain ourselves or as like a hobby or whatever you want to call it they are so different so I feel like when you have a conversation with a person like that it it can be very interesting and also entertaining because you Mm -hmm. almost get two sides of the story yeah definitely anyways that's all we have time for today thank you for listening to on the flip side in the next episode we'll be sharing our mbti and how that plays a role in our friendship as always you can head over to our instagram page and follow us on on the flip side podcast If you enjoyed and you'd like to help support us, please share it with your friends and follow us on Spotify. See you next time. Bye.